Welcome to the Weekend Sports Buzz Live here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW, The Big X. I'm Kelly Patrick. We got a full house this morning. We have Steve Driver. We have Chris Embry. And behind the glass, we have our man Brandon Bishop. Before we get started, I want to give a shout out to the sponsors of the Weekend Sports Buzz. First, I'll say my health insurance practice. I am licensed to sell health insurance in Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana, and now the state of Florida. I'm an independent broker. What that means is if you live in any of those states and you need help with health insurance, I can help you, whether it be Anthem, United Healthcare, Humana. uh, There's some other options out there. Uh, If you're under the age of 65, I can help you. You need health insurance outside your group health insurance plan. Um, I can help you whether it be Affordable Care Act, regulated plans, so Obamacare plans, or there are some other options depending on your, your, your situation. So I'm aware of all the options, what's best for you. Medicare-eligible individuals, meaning normally if you're 65 or older, means you're on Medicare, I can help you with that, whether it be Medicare Advantage, traditional Medicare supplement, or the prescription drug portion. I can help you. I'm now at 118 customers. I need to get to 200 as soon as possible. Please help me to do that. Please support the weekend sports buzz. What about me, Kelly Patrick? If I'm a 30-year-old, semi-healthy man, non-smoker, could you get me health insurance? No, you're dead, man. That's it? There, There is uh, Affordable Care Act regulated plans that you can get, Obamacare. Okay, They have very high premiums and very high deductibles, Brandon. Okay. We may be able to get you a subsidy if your income is low enough. I'm looking to be number 119. I want to help you out. Okay. I need, I need I need insurance. Okay, we can do that. Or, Brandon, you don't use tobacco, do you? No, sir. You're not overweight, strikingly handsome. Um, <laughs> That's debatable. And you're, you're, you're a good candidate for, instead of going the Affordable Care Act route, there are some options called religious health sharing plans, okay? And what that is, I describe it as almost like the religious right. They created an alternative to, to the Obamacare uh, um options and if you can health qualify you can get onto a plan with a better monthly premium and a lower deductible and just basically rewarding you for being healthy brandon so yes i can help you with that i can help anyone in ohio kentucky indiana or the state of florida also group health insurance so please give me a call 502-386-0978 if you'd like kelly patrick to be your health insurance agent also want to thank the title sponsor of the weekend sports buzz in the Kelly Patrick Show podcast, we have Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. Louisville Combat Academy has the most active MMA fighters at any gym in the state of Kentucky. Had a big night last night. They went three for four. One of their guys had, uh, did have a loss, but, I mean, Lingo still looked great. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the, no shame in that. But big night last night for Louisville Combat Academy. We appreciate the support from AJ and Holly Jenkins. Thank you very much. Check them out if you want to better your life through martial arts or if you're interested in getting into the cage. Louisville Combat Academy. Chris, Steve, we've got a full show ahead of us. Actually, at the end of the first hour, just so everyone knows, we're going to be doing about a 15-minute interview with a Hard Rock MMA pro heavyweight champion. Harry Hunsucker from Richmond, Kentucky. So we're looking forward to that. 
But for this first part of the show, Steve and Chris, what are the top stories in the world of sports we need to get to? Louisville won yesterday. Uh, Kentucky lost. Okay. IU's not doing too well. Um, What are the hot button stories we need to cover here on the weekend sports buzz this morning? It is Super Bowl Sunday as well, but uh, to do your fan service, I think you're going to have to go college basketball. Correct. Okay. Okay. Cards are pretty hot right now, right? They are, man. They 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 really are. Yeah, I, I've. Look, I'm sorry. Mobile's looking very good. Obviously, um, uh, you know, Jordan Orr had 37 points, I guess, in the game Thursday. I didn't see exactly what he did yesterday, but I think he had 13 or 14. Louisville's on a roll. They're looking very good. Ryan McMahon, who I've ripped on on the radio nonstop. I agree. I'm probably with you on that. What? Ripping on him? Yeah. He'll get hot every once in a while. Yeah. He can shoot. He can shoot. What do you have, six three-pointers in the first half? Yeah. Yeah, Huge game for Ryan McMahon. He better be doing that. He better be doing that. Absolutely, because he definitely gives it up on – Gives it right back on defense, yeah. Well, they're they're nice because you can have a different leading scorer – each each week you could have somebody or each game you could have somebody different um leading you in scoring but i don't know this college basketball season is kind of weird for me it's it is. Uh, there's really no huge superstars you have teams that win you have teams that lose it doesn't seem like anybody's that great the star mean, power's down right who's going to be the number 1 pick in the NBA draft looking at this college season it's maybe uh uh, the guy from Georgia, or the guy from North Carolina, uh, Coe Anthony. Anthony Edwards and or Anthony uh, Edwards, yeah. James, James Wiseman. James, yeah, those three are probably the top three um, favorites to get the number one pick. LaMelo Ball, too. Can't I, forget about LaMelo Ball. I didn't even know he was playing this year. Really? He's playing um, overseas. I think he's injured right now, but. Oh, is this, uh, they, are they still in Lithuania? Is that what it is? I th- I'm not too sure, honestly. Uh I just had some I know. Hey, um, Kelly, uh, could you mute you all in there? Are we, are we Brandon, are we on? Are we good? Okay. Um, yeah, LaMelo Ball, anyway, his dad is crazy. People think that the family's a little bit odd, but he will be like a top three pick. He's athletic enough. He could go, Somebody could take him number one. If you have the Warriors, the Hawks, the Cavs sitting there. Yeah, this is a weird year because uh, you've got – uh, Khalil Whitney that uh, transferred from Kentucky, or not even transferred, he just left the team, uh, comes to find out that this guy's not even trying to get in the transfer portal. Portal. He's uh, looking at getting drafted. What I, What happened with that? Was he just not getting minutes? No. Or he well, had like a specific role set up for him and he really didn't embrace it? He just was not producing at all. Um, very overrated looking. Um, as we talked before, John Calipari sets up this uh, system for these freshmen to, to uh, pick up offense and defense very easy. So he he don't run many set plays, uh, makes it very easy on them. And uh, Khalil Whitney still wasn't able to produce under those circumstances. So he uh, thinks he's going to go to the draft after averaging, I believe, two or three points a game for Kentucky. Uh, Daniel Wharton did it, but 
I don't know. I mean, his potential is still very high, but uh, it's a weird circumstance that you're going to – he thinks he is advancing his stat, uh, draft status by leaving Kentucky. Now you don't get to practice with other players that are on your level, and uh, it, it's really an odd thing, you know. I I hope he gets drafted. You know, I hope it works out for him, but it's definitely – not looking like he's a uh, team player. What's the best example of some? I remember Terrence Jennings for Louisville. <laughs> Corgi Jang was determined to be the starter, and Terrence Jennings was like, well, I'm going pro. And everybody's like, what the hell are you talking about? Does yeah. that ever work out? I know this is not to that degree. Right. No one really thought he was going to the NBA. Well, the weird thing is, is some of these, uh, you know, these draft um, – Projection still has Khalil Whitney going in the first round. Okay, well, I mean, after two, you know, two to three point average, <laughs> so um, that tells you how. And if that is true, that tells you how low college basketball is this year compared to other years. Hmm. Khalil Very. Whitney. I mean, if you look at the draft class last year, some of the star power. Maybe it's not as it wasn't that deep, but Zion, John Morant, R.J. Barrett. This oh, year yeah. we have Wiseman. Uh, Lamella Ball, Anthony Edwards, and then Kentucky players. What are you going to have? Haggins and Maxi in the first round. Nora in the first round, but kind of around twenty or so, yeah, fifteen to twenty-one, right? Yeah, I think that's the whole reason why uh, Jordan Nora came back because I think a lot of people seen that this uh, draft class is so weak that even you know third and uh, you know juniors and seniors uh, will have a chance to jump in that first round. Um, now, of course, Jordan Orr's numbers uh, suggest that he was going to be drafted in the first round anyway. But as you've seen, he's disappeared in big games. He has. He uh, definitely not the scoring output you were looking for when he was coming back. He still shoots a decent percentage. I think he's around forty-six or forty-eight percent from the field. Yeah, uh, but in my opinion, David Johnson's the best player on the team. He hasn't had the minutes yet to prove that uh, he's the steady uh, offensive weapon that he can be. But uh, you can see that the ingredients are all there for a star in the making when it comes to David Johnson. Yesterday he only played 14 minutes, four of six from the field. He had eight points, um, you know, two assists, one steal, one turnover. <laughs> he seems like he's the best player on the team when he plays, doesn't he? Absolutely. It's bizarre. Yeah, he runs the team better than any other player on the, you know, that that attempts to play point guard for Louisville. Um, Ryan McMahon had 33 minutes, was 8 of 12 from the field. Yeah, he had a good game. I mean... Uh, Only one turnover. Ryan McMahon had the game of his life yesterday. Yeah, he's... Uh, He's definitely going to be able to do some things for Louisville, but uh, beyond Louisville, I don't, you know, he may play overseas, but it's so hard to get into the NBA as a guard. You know what I mean? Oh, there's 0% chance he's going to play in the NBA. Right. Zero. Yeah. Zero. <clears throat> That's yeah. okay. You can still be valuable in college. Absolutely. I think overall this year I've been less interested in college basketball, just to be honest with you guys. Yeah, I appreciate I don't know what the it, honesty. Maybe – all the fouls. I mean, even the Kentucky game. I know you guys talk about complain about foul, fouls a lot, but yesterday there you were. You saying a lot Kentucky of fouls. fans complain about fouls a lot? I think every fan base does. Okay, that's okay. 
But the the game. But, so there's a ton of. I mean, how many free throws did Auburn shoot? Forty four. It was. Un- <laughs> That's a lot. Real man. Um, yeah, and they kept calling. There was no flow allowed to happen, really, when it came to yesterday's Kentucky-Auburn game. Uh, whenever you're constantly stopping the game like that, you're not getting any kind of flow. So, And then come tournament time, they'll let them play. You know? it, yeah. It'll be completely different, I bet. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty bad, but um, what can you do about it? I mean, What are going- you expecting come tournament time? I, I expect Kentucky to fall short of – a Final Four again, actually, because I don't see. Now, I projected that they were going to go to the Final Four, and there's still plenty of time in between now and then. But, um, you know, I just don't think there's enough um, offensive weapons when it comes to uh, down the stretch. You get any, you get Hagens or Nick Richards in foul trouble, and it changes the whole dynamic of what they're trying to do. And um, obviously they have backups at each position, but it's still not the same. You know, quickly is a very good offensive threat, but he can't distribute the ball as good as Ashton Hagens, and his defense not, is not close to Ashton Hagens. Kelly, and, and what do you think about Louisville? They probably have more pressure on them than Kentucky come tournament time, right? I don't think so. I think Kentucky is the type of program that just naturally kind of has a lot of pressure. They're yeah. like the Yankees. Pretty much. From that perspective. But, you know, all it takes is one team to get hot. Look at UConn, you know, four or five years ago. Yeah. Uh, they had to play the playing game, and they won the tournament. That's crazy. So Yeah. Um, it could happen. I mean, I think Lowell's don't hold your breath, but maybe Ryan McMahon will go on to lead. What are you laughing at? My, Ryan McMahon will go on to lead this Louisville team to the title, and he'll be the most outstanding player of the tournament. Yeah, he'll go down in the history books as the greatest player ever. You never know. It's you know. I, I think what if he just got super hot, hit eight eight three pointers every game, and they just made a run through the tournament to the title? And his shot doesn't look pretty either. I don't think so. Yeah. Do you? You're, I'm with you a little bit. I <laughs> it mean, obviously, comes from the right shoulder, chest, yeah. maybe. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, it's a good shot. The, the 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 way to evaluate how good of a shooter someone is, in my opinion, is if it goes in, it, <laughs> right? If it goes in, but free throw shooting, okay. And he is money from the Sorry, line. I was off there. <laughs> he I'm, is money from the line, but I'm with you a little bit as far as um, form and everything. Doesn't look quite like a sharpshooter normally does. Exactly. And I'm being facetious. He's probably not going to pull a Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker is one of the best players in the NBA. Yeah, yep. uh, but you know that's that's all it takes is somebody to get hot for you know certain. He could of games. play a role in a game. He could. There could be a Final Four game against a big team, and somehow, uh, matchup wise, he hits four big threes or pulls a Tim Henderson, you know, or something like that. If I'm going to call it right now, if somehow Kentucky was to play Louisville again in the tournament, I think Louisville's got Kentucky this time. Wow. David Johnson is the difference maker for Louisville right now. What kind of NBA prospect do we think David Johnson is? You, I'd say one more year, uh, he's going to be top 25 in the first round. It's funny with McMahon, too, because he is a good three-point shooter. But when he takes like the final shot, 
who do you uh, do you take the one for against Kentucky, Chris? I believe so. And it's just like, ah, not you. You know, it's almost right. he can hit him. You didn't want him shooting the last shot, but if you know, such a good three point shooter, it's kind of a. Uh, well, I don't think right. I don't think he has the poise to take that high pressure shot. Now, of course, he can hit five or six in a row, but it's a lot different when you're talking about the last shot of the game. And he, I believe, he airballed that last shot yeah. that he took against Kentucky. So, um, <clears throat> you know, it's and what is he a senior? I believe he's a senior. He's a senior. Yeah. I want to remind everyone we're brought to you by Louisville Combat Academy, 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. The Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. Looks like we got a couple calls lining up over there. Before we head to the buzz line, I'm going to have my man Johnny Patrick is going to make a prediction for the Super Bowl. Real quick, Johnny. Chiefs. You, you like the Chiefs? Yeah. By how much? A lot. A lot? Okay. Well. All the 49ers have is the defense. All right. Well, uh, I'm sure we'll break this down a little bit later. Thanks for the prediction, Johnny. I'm currently betting on an entire bank account. On, Based on, on so Johnny's prediction. a lot of prediction. pressure on you, Johnny. But that'll be documented. Once again, anyone listening, if you want to listen to the weekend sports buzz after the fact... Hold us accountable to our predictions and whatnot. Check us out on the podcast app on your iPhone, okay? So, once again, Louisville Combat Academy Buzzline, 502-384-1450. We're going to head to the Buzzline now. We have our man, Brian the Insider, is on with us. How are you this morning, Brian? Doing great, gentlemen. Boy, good to hear. uh... Here. Hey, for those that haven't seen it, Johnny's got one of the best step-back moves. Uh, I got uh, it was it was went viral on Twitter. Uh, Johnny had a beautiful step back. Uh, could have been a three, but uh, hey, yeah, let's talk a little bit about the uh, the cards. Big win. Let's not get too carried away, gentlemen. On Ryan McMahon, um, you know he, he he's a frustrating pre- player in the fact that you know he, he's undersized and against big guards against Kentucky. And against Florida State, some of these teams Louisville's going to have problems with. He, he can't get dominate dominating minutes, in my opinion. Uh, they left him open yesterday, and he, he made him pay the price. He's a very dangerous shooter and great role player. But uh, I think Chris hit the nail on the head. The key to the how far Louisville goes, in my opinion, is David Johnson. And uh, – uh, David still not getting the minutes that, that I prefer. Now, it's hard to argue with Chris Mack after a 20-point road victory against a decent North Carolina state in a hostile environment. So the card's got it all rolling in the right direction. But 14 minutes, you know, uh, out of David Johnson is still not enough minutes. He, he doesn't start either half. And they, they typically are losing when he comes in and winning when he goes back to the bench. So, um He's the key to the team, but it was a nice team effort. The defense was good. And, uh, you know, guys, I don't know if you follow, and, and I liked him when he used to be on the show, uh, Rashawn, Rashawn Myers, I believe he's on uh, the ESPN affiliate in town. He, he had an interesting, uh, uh, I follow him on Twitter, and he sat next to a guy uh, uh, at the uh, Clemson game who was a Lakers scout. And uh, the Lakers scout, when David Johnson got in the game, he, he was there to look at Wara and Anik, uh, Enoch, and uh, 
he couldn't believe it when David Johnson got on the floor and went on to say that he thought he would, this would be his only season at Louisville, that wow. David Johnson uh, would, would, would go and, and play in the NBA next year, guys, next year. So it uh, seems to be that uh, a lot of people really like David Johnson, and uh, I'm still puzzled as to why he didn't get to play against Kentucky. I think the official box score showed he played one minute. I, I watched the game. I don't remember. I don't remember him getting in, but uh, uh, sure could have used him against bigger guards like Kentucky. Hey, let's talk about the Cats. My wife was really mad watching the game yesterday. I would love to hear from some Cats fans call in. She thought the officiating was absolutely one-sided. Bruce Pearl, what an aggravating guy he was. That smug smile on his face at the end of the game. And uh, uh, I was just glad he wasn't soaked in sweat like his old days at Tennessee when he uh, – would come in, you know, that was a bad look. But, uh, yeah, tough loss for the Cats in a hostile environment against a good Auburn team. Remember that Auburn team went to the Final Four last year. But the team I got I to I gotta blast a little this morning, guys, is the Hoosiers. The Hoosiers now are 6-7 and seven in the Big Ten. Uh, Archie, I mean, how many years does it take? It is not working. Archie, my prediction is, Archie's maybe got one more year, but Archie's not going to make it in, uh, at, in, at, at Indiana. I'd love to hear the truth call in. haven't heard him in a while. But, uh, man, this is, I think, his third, fourth year at Indiana, and they should be a lot better than they are. A, uh, a, a subpar 500 record in the Big Ten is not going to get it done. Uh, so, uh, you know, and, and the, the rest of college basketball is wide open. It is nice to see the Cardinals rounding into form, and, man, oh, man, you know, I heard a stat on the game yesterday. Nobody has won more league road games in the ACC in, I think, the last five years than the Cardinals. Uh, so, I mean, the Cards, uh, they're dominating the ACC. Let's call it, uh, you know, and, and nobody's happier about it than I am. I'm tired of hearing the tobacco road story. Uh, Louisville's got to play North Carolina again, but they, now they beat Duke and North Carolina. They, two of the tobacco road teams, on, uh, I guess Wake is one of those in there, so maybe it's not North Carolina State, but going on the road and winning is great. Um, I don't think the Cats' loss is going to hurt them too bad, uh, but uh, it was tough to see Bruce Pearl so smug. Hey, guys, my other I want to talk. Everybody I've heard ask about it, and Johnny Patrick, right in the same mold, everybody's picking the Chiefs. Every, every commentator, everybody loves the Chiefs. And I'm surprised they're only a one-and-a-half-point favorite. But, guys, I'm going the other direction with my cash. I'm betting on the better defense, and that's the 49ers. Joey Bosa is dominating. Mahomes is a great quarterback, but I don't think he's going to have the time that he likes uh, to launch. I mean, he's a very talented uh, quarterback. and so. But I'm going with the 49ers by a touchdown. Definitely going to take the points. And I'll leave you with this, guys. And I thought the voting was already done on Lamar, and he, but Lamar is officially the second player to be a unanimous NFL MVP. The only other guy to do it was Tom Brady in 2010. So Lamar is officially not just the Heisman Trophy winner, he's the MVP unanimously. And he carried his coach to Coach of the Year titles. Harbaugh got the Coach of the Year. So uh, congratulations to Lamar, class act represents the city of Louisville and the University of Louisville impeccably, in my opinion, and congratulations to Lamar. And uh, 
Go 49ers. Thanks so much for having me on, guys. Great stuff, as always, from our man Brian the Insider. He touched on a lot of different things, and, and, and I'll double down on one thing he said. I also got a text in from our man Maurice, a longtime friend of the Weekend Sports Bus, has been in here with us many times. I'll read it. <laughs> he said, it's regarding Ryan McMahon. He said, they weren't guarding McMahon those first six shots. He can hit the shots, but in the second half, he couldn't get a good look. So if they start, if a defense, Division One, especially ACC or, you know, a good Division One team focuses on, oh, we got to address this Ryan McMahon guy, he's not going to do much. That sounds about right. Absolutely. He also said UConn was guard heavy when they made the run. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's important in the tournament. I would say Louisville potentially is too. A more realistic possibility would be that David Johnson gets real hot. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, he just needs more minutes. He's a guard. He, you know, he's a very talented point guard. Uh, okay, what else did Brian touch on that that, that resonated with you? Uh, he said, "I'll take the 49ers, and I'm with them. I've I've liked this team since the regular season when they went on the road and beat the Saints and beat the Packers. They beat the Seahawks once, uh, but they they also showed against the Saints they could play in a shootout and." Uh, I mean, they beat the crap out of the Packers. I like the Niners, too. That front seven's just too much. And if you look at the Chiefs played the Titans, the Titans are a similar team to the 49ers. I mean, same type of schemes, just not as good. And uh, Mahomes, he had looks like looked like an extra second in the pocket against the Titans where he could step up and step to the right and hit open guys. I don't think he's going to have that much time against the 49ers. You love Bosa. Nick Bosa? Yeah. I like their whole front seven. They got Armstead, they got D Ford, Quana Alexander. I mean, they're just stacked. And then in the back, guys like Richard Sherman. Yep. Yeah, I've got. I the- mean, he might struggle with their speed a little bit because they're just so fast. I mean, Tyreek Hill has track track speed, you know. But I think Mahomes kills you when. I mean, they're showing him on TV right now. He's just rolling out, hitting open guys down the field. I don't think he's going to be able to do that. The The problem with the Chiefs is, you know, you could stop them for three quarters. It only takes them once, one quarter to, uh, you know, put up 20, 30 points on you. Absolutely. I still like the, uh, I mean, uh, the, the Niners are underdogs. I think one and a half, one and a half points is pretty close. I will take the Niners straight uh- up. Yep, I've got the 49ers as well. I don't need to go into too much because Steve handled it perfect. That's exactly the way I see it. And uh, 49ers, uh, I'm going to say they win by six. Um, it'll be. I think it should. It should be a close game. Yeah, uh, I think it'll be close the whole whole time. And then, you know, down at the stretch, I'm going to call a. Uh, there's going to be a turnover, key turnover to win the game. The Chiefs' defense is pretty good too. I'm uh, you can't know, be that bad getting to the Super Bowl yeah, these days. They're pretty you, solid. You got to have good defense. And the 49ers' running game outstanding. I mean, just probably the best blocking team in the league. Garoppolo will have to throw it. And I think he can. I think he's shown a few times this year that he's able to do it. He certainly is comfortable getting by with not throwing it much. Yeah, I mean, if you don't have to, right? Mm-hmm. Why would you? What do we think of Andy Reid? Uh, I love the the Andy Reid impersonators. Uh, Brandon Bishop, are you familiar with who Andy Reid is? 
No, should I be? You kind of should be, right? <laughs> right, Steve? Yeah. And that's okay. I'm not lecture. You know, you know. I'm just saying you should check it out. Here okay, I go. He, he's the coach. Exactly. This is why our man Brandon Bishop runs the Weekend Sports Buzz group on Facebook. <laughs> if you're not a member, please join. Um, check it out. But Brandon will now go into some detailed research about people who do impressions of Andy Reid, right? And there's good stuff out there, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. he's one of the most winningest coaches ever that hasn't won a Super Bowl, right? That's kind mm-hmm. of his title now. He, okay. he he went there with the Eagles. He lost to the Patriots. Um, There's I think kid- that's why a lot of people are picking the Chiefs, though. Almost like it's des- destined to be that he's going to win this. He looks like Wilford Brimley. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> he does. <laughs> I like him, man. Um, I like Andy Reid. I just do for some reason. Everybody likes a big fat guy with a mustache, don't they? Yep. Yeah, easy to like a guy like that. Right, Johnny? Johnny shook his head no. Okay. But there's there's even little kids impersonating Andy Reid, which is funny. People dress up as him for Halloween. Sometimes you, when he was with the Eagles, you would look in the crowd and there'd be like a row of guys who were all dressed up as Andy Reid. It was funny. <laughs> and he, of course, got of course got to coach in the Super Bowl previously, one of the more memorable uh, teams, the team with uh, 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 Terrell Owens. And, of yep. course, Donovan McNabb. We all remember that. Terrell Owens had a big game in the Super Bowl. They lost. Coming uh, back early off that broken leg. Right? Uh-huh. That was a big story. No one knew if he was going to play. He came back super quick and had a good game. What's Owens up to today, man? I haven't heard much. He's going to make a comeback. <laughs> no, I don't know. He was so entertaining. I thought he would, like, try broadcast. He's in the Hall of Fame now, right? Pretty oh, sure he is, yeah. Speaking of the Hall of Fame, they announced yeah. the class today. Another thing about the Super Bowl, you have Travis Kelsey and uh, George Kittle, two of the top tight ends in the game. Maybe we'll start to see a lot of teams trending towards trying to get the best tight end, maybe drafting them early. Hmm. You know? Kelsey's been one of the top tight ends in the NFL for years now, yeah. right? Yeah. Very athletic. And I loved him in college, too. I... I, I you know, you see certain you you'll catch a game here or there. I saw him in college, man. I liked him a lot. He, you, uh, Terrell Owens is not in the Hall of Fame. I'm pretty sure he is. He he just boycotted the uh, selection. Yeah, the, he was uh, voca- in 2018. You're right. He was voted into the Hall of Fame. He subsequently caused controversy in his induction by skipping the official celebration. You're yeah. right. Instead, he he chose to host his own celebration on the campus of University of Tennessee at Chattanooga, which is where his alma mater. He is the only inductee of the Hall of Fame to skip his induction and instead host a separate induction ceremony. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like Terrell Owens. That's him. Some of these Hall of Fames, I don't know, Kelly. You know, did, did you see the baseball Football this year, I mean, there's just some, I think it should be the cream of the crop. Like, you're a top, you were the best position player when you were in the league. Edgar and James is making it this year. Did you see Edgar and James is throwing his own, uh, it's called Stripper Bowl. He's going to have strippers uh, compete for like a million dollars in ones. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a lot. And it's going to be, it's going to be right after the Super Bowl. Getting a lot of pl- a lot of play. Is this yeah. going to be aired on TV? 
it's going to be aired somewhere. Check Edgar and James out on 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 Twitter, but it's going to be aired somewhere. I really haven't dug into his stats. I think I. I'm pretty sure he has over 10,000 rushing yards. Oh, I, he I was just, real good in his prime. He was real good, okay? I just... You don't think he's a Hall of Famer? Uh, what? What? Man, okay, basketball. All right, he's on the, one Derek, of the best offenses ever, right? Is Derrick Rose a Hall of Famer? It, the NBA is completely different. Yes, he'll be a Hall of Famer. Should he be? I don't know. I have to look at Hall of Fame it's is so not. funny. You know, there's a combat sports Hall of Fame in Kentucky. I've... Um, on the pot on the Kelly Patrick Show podcast, jokingly said we should create specifically an MMA Hall of Fame, where we just have a little committee and we decide who's in. <laughs> Imagine how many people would be pissed. We could yeah. do that because we'd have to leave some people out. That's yep. the the exclusivity of it is the allure of a Hall of Fame. Baseball is only inducting two people: uh, Jeter and Larry Walker. Uh-huh. That's the way it should be. Did you see? Do you think Larry Walker should be in? Yes. Okay. Uh, I think he had some big seasons for the did. Rockies. Some would argue uh, the 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 um, man. He was him, the fact that he played in Colorado with that thin air really helped, and he was on a team where everybody was putting up those numbers. I just can't so, believe I mean, he didn't win a World Series. You're right. Some of the players that didn't. I mean, Kurt Schilling still hasn't made it. Are you yeah, kidding me? It's because of his controversial speech. It's his political. Yes, he's absolutely. very political. How do you not set that aside? The guy was. A legend when he played. Well, think of Roger Clemens. They they took that to yeah, court. Yeah, but Kurt Schilling doesn't have any steroid allegations against him. Allegations? He went to court and it was uh, proven that he didn't, there wasn't enough proof that to. For Clemens. For Clemens. Yeah, but if you even have. Clemens has a lot of a stuff. Did you know he you? was, he met Mindy, the, the country music star Mindy McCready when she was like 14? I heard some stuff. Yeah, Roger Clemens has a lot of skeletons. Yeah. Uh, Clemens he still does. isn't in. Barry Bonds is in. Google in. that, Brandon. Barry Roger Bonds, Clemens, country music star. He will never. Barry Bonds will never make it in. I don't think. Which is he's the best insane. player I've ever seen. Me too. I know, but it's not even close. You see his head size. Oh, he definitely. Yeah, used. but there's still some people in. Jeff Bagwell. Jeff Bagwell. Mike Piazza. Pudge Rodriguez. Bgo. Bagwell had the biggest forearms. I bet all those guys dabbled a little. Oh, bit. there are. Tons of guys in the Baseball Hall of Fame who used performance-enhancing drugs. Just because Barry Bonds wasn't friendly to the media, is Mark that's McGuire his issue. In? I don't think Mark McGuire's in, nope. is he? Nope. No. Because it's pretty obvious he was juiced up. Uh, he, he basically You have to get like 75% of votes, and a lot of times only two people make it in. My favorite is that. how strong Mark McGuire was when he played baseball, but then when he retired, he's all of a sudden like a super slim guy. Straight. He's just super thin. He ran out like, of what juice. the hell? Sammy what the- Sosa, too. I mean, he's white now. Yeah. Sammy Sosa. <laughs> Isn't His that crazy? Picture, yeah. That, I can't the steroids look. do that to you? The new Sammy Sosa is kind of creepy. but uh, <laughs> He is kind of creepy. Kind of like it, Michael Jackson. It's Yeah, it's kind of kind of creepy. So let the steroid guys in, right, Kelly? In my opinion. Yep. So, it's it's baseball's responsibility, in my opinion, to... They shouldn't have been eligible to play. There should have been testing. Yep. You have unlimited resources. Okay, Kentucky MMA. We don't know who's doing steroids. You know why, Brandon? Because they don't test for That's it. That's right. Okay, so we don't know. If we made a Hall of Fame, we can't go, well, we think this guy did steroids, so yep. he's not in. No, it's your responsibility. If that's a... a, a Part of the criteria to enforce it. There's a regulatory body. That's your job. What about people that have been suspended for uh, Alex Rodriguez? Now, that's a different story. He shouldn't get in. Okay. I don't don't think. Because if the other guys can't get in. Just because he didn't get away with it? He got caught. Yeah. Well, I mean, because it's evidence 
the other guys, you know, some of those guys didn't ever fail one, right? What about when Jose Altuve retires? Should he get in? He cheated. Yes, I think. I still think they should get in. Okay, I because think. if if they're if they're cheaters, it's their job to say okay. Because basically, what they're doing is giving them a little slap on the wrist, and they're saying okay, you can cheat a little, but you you oh look, you cheated a little too much. Six months or whatever, a month or you know, I mean, they're How many still other playing. Teams? I don't care. They're still playing. They're still right. dominating. Barry Bonds, that one year. You look up the stats, 73 home runs, but not only that, you look at on-base percentage, slugging percentage. I mean, he was the most freakishly uh, effective player in the history of baseball that season. No question. Way beyond Babe Ruth or anything. Guys, we need to head to a break. We're going to, on the end of the other side of the break, we're going to interview Hard Rock MMA heavyweight champion Harry Hunsucker, and then we'll have an entire second hour ahead of us. Thank you very much for tuning in to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Be sure to stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz live here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW, the Big X. We're going to head to the Louisville Combat Academy Buzz Line now where we have our man, Harry Hunsucker. Harry is the Hard Rock MMA heavyweight professional champion. How are you this morning, Harry? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing very well. Very well. Appreciate you joining us. Harry will be fighting for Hard Rock, defending his title against Sean Asher in April in Lexington, Kentucky. Harry, I'm really looking forward to the the fight. Uh, Looking forward to that card. Going to be a big card. I know you're good friends with Jamel Muhammad. He will also be fighting on that card in April. I cannot wait. A few things I wanted to go over with you, Harry. I'm going to cut right to the chase. Harry... What is your biggest accomplishment in MMA thus far? Um, you know, definitely uh, have experienced a lot of cool stuff in, uh, you know, my, uh, I guess you'd call it a career. Uh, definitely experienced a lot of cool stuff in my career. Uh, the biggest one, obviously, was winning the HR MMA uh, pro heavyweight belt. I uh, made hard rock history with that one, and I was the first person to ever win the heavyweight title. And I got some cool... Um, recognition by winning that as well so it was a number of things that happened so winning the title was awesome um i've become good friends with the mayor of my hometown and um i was awarded by the city that i live in too by the city of richmond here and then i was also gifted with the opportunity to be a keynote speaker at the university that i graduated from because of me winning that title as well. So uh, a lot of cool stuff has stemmed from it. So that's definitely my biggest accomplishment so far. And that was Eastern Kentucky University, correct? 
Yes, sir. Yep, that's where I graduated. Great. Okay. Harry, what insight into your training can you provide? Past camps, uh, past camps, your current camp, uh, future training. What, what can you tell us about your training, Harry? So um, I've spent a lot of time the past few years trying to become a more complete fighter so that, you know, it's le- each camp is less tailored to making me better at one particular aspect of the fight. And um, so, you know, becoming a more complete fighter overall has been the big thing over the past few years. And, you know, my past couple of fights, I've fought really good wrestlers. So, you know, we have put a lot of focus on my wrestling abilities and being able to stop wrestling, which is going to help me out in the fight that I'm preparing for now because this guy's definitely a good wrestler and he's going to try to push the wrestling. So, um you know, as for past camps, I've just tried to become more well-rounded uh, for the fight that I'm getting ready for now. It's, uh, you know, continue to do what I was doing and then, you know, make a few small adjustments uh, in my stand-up drilling and then, you know, my wrestling defense and then what happens once we hit the ground. And then as for future training, um, you know, just continue to continue to seal off all the holes in my game. Okay, great stuff. What is your overall goal with your efforts in MMA? Is it to get to the UFC? Is it to make money? Is it to uh, achieve some personal goals you have? What is it that motivates um, you to fight, continue fighting in MMA, and what are your long-term goals? Yes, so um, I spent a long time, you know, thinking that I was just going to fight locally and, um, you, know, see what, you know, see what happens and kind of, just take it one fight at a time. And the more that I thought about it, I guess the more that I, um, you know, I wanted to see, hey, what can I really do if I get serious about this? And, uh, you know, just see if I can make it to the next level. And now I feel like we're really close. And obviously, um, you know, money is definitely a good part of that. And that's one of the major reasons I know why I'm fighting now so that I can take better care of my family so it's definitely a dream. I would love to fight in the UFC or a big organization like that. Um, but at the end of the day, I just wanted to see, you know, what I'm capable of, where I stack up against, you know, competi- competition locally and, you know, hopefully more than that soon. And then, um, you know, money's definitely the motivator behind everything that, that I do. Well, I'll tell you, Harry, I'm looking at the topology here. And uh, as of right now, it's got you ranked as number three in the state for pro heavyweights, and it has Sean listed as number one. So um, I think if you're in there to test yourself and see where you stand, you're obviously doing well and in the right place. So uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I um, I uh, you know, I saw that he was active again, and after my fight, I saw you know I saw that he fought at the Empire Fight Series. I actually asked Hard Rock for that fight. Because I want to fight, you know, whoever's the best now. And plus, I've been fighting for multiple years while he's been inactive. And he comes active again, and he's number one, you know, off of one fight. Which I understand. I know how rankings work and what they're built off of. But, I mean, I want to fight the best, and I think I should be number one. You know what I mean? Is that uh, is that part of your purpose for competing, is to be number one? I mean, what, what drives you to fighting? Is that is that um, the whole thing, to be the top guy? Well, I mean, you know, that's definitely a perk, but who else is there right now? You know what I mean? That's active. Right. 
I mean, you're yeah, you're at the top here, of the game. There's nothing wrong with fighting the best guy either. Yeah, well, I mean, right now it looks like you're you're one of the top guys. Yeah, I mean, I've been busting my butt to to you know to do something and make a name for myself, and now I feel like it's finally paying off. And you know, there's only one way to continue that effort, and that's to fight you know whoever the best is. I love it, man. That's a great attitude. So if you had to, to leave everyone listening with one thing you haven't said yet, what would it be? I, I couldn't hear you. I'm sorry. I said if you had to leave everyone listening with one thing that you haven't said yet, what would that be? Um, I guess the biggest thing is that, you know, I hope you guys come out to my fight April 18th. I would love to see everybody there supporting me, um, supporting HRMMA and uh, the rest of the fighters there. And, hey, um, you know, whatever you're working for in life, keep working for it. Don't give up. Never, ever, ever say no. That's awesome advice, man. Well, we look forward to seeing you April 18th at Hard Rock MMA 116. You're scheduled for five five-minute rounds with the number one heavyweight in the state. So here's your test, buddy. You wanted it. This is it, man. Thank you very much. I appreciate you guys having me on. Yes, sir. Harry, before we let you go, are there any sponsors you want to give a shout out to? Uh, yeah, give me just a second. I got a bunch of sponsors I would like to thank. Uh, no problem. Take your time there, Harry. Brandon, I appreciate your help with this interview. Brandon Bishop, of course, a big part of not only the weekend sports buzz, but also the Kelly Patrick Show podcast. Brandon being in here every Sunday morning with me really helps to, to do some of these interviews, especially with MMA fighters, but you know, amateur or pro. So, Brandon, I appreciate your, you know, insight into the world of MMA. Thank you. Thanks, man. I'm always happy to be a part of it. All right, Harry. All right. Harry, how are those sponsors looking? Yeah, I'm, I've got them ready now. Okay. Okay. Uh, first, I'd like to start by thanking uh, Sipples Chiropractic Healthcare. Um, he's kept me in good shape for a long time. Helped me come back for some pretty good injuries. Uh, Ron Pavkovich at Advantage Osteopractic Physical Therapy. Uh, Planet Pawn, Alexander Construction, Ed McDaniel for City Commissioner, uh, Christopher Fitness Pro, uh, Derby City Truck Stop, my uh, buddy Darcy over at the Nutrition Center in Richmond, and uh, that's it, man. Um, of course, you know, big shout-out to my coach, Michael Seals, and then my whole team at Elite Martial Arts, Will Schneider, Jesse Cantrell, the whole team over there. Great camp. Great stuff, Harry Hunsucker. Once again, the Hard Rock MMA Pro Heavyweight Champion. Harry, have a great rest of your weekend. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. Thank you. Good stuff there from our man Harry Hunsucker. Just the nicest guy in the world. Really is. I'm going to have him back on the podcast soon. He was on with, uh, with Tim Gar, with Jamel Muhammad and I last week, and that was a good episode. I haven't gotten to listen to that one yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Man, we crank out so much material with that Kelly Patrick Show podcast. That it's, I understand. People say to me, like, hey, man, I'm sorry I haven't kept up with the episodes lately. I'm like, that's okay. We, you know, we're putting out like two episodes a week. Right. Some of them are two or three hours long. So I understand you can't devote your entire life to listening to that. I try. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I have to take breaks to eat and shower. You know, what's interesting is I thought the Kelly Patrick show group and which you made Brandon Bishop, shout out to you. <laughs> You're blaming that on me. Yeah. And, and the, the podcast it was kind of a perfect storm last night. Now, maybe putting too much emphasis on this, 
But it was like a little community gathering with the, the uh, Hard Rock MMA in Shepherdsville last night. There was people meeting each other. Tim Gar said that he had people, and Paul Maskey, said that they had people coming up to them left and right like hey man i've listened to you on the show a lot like they're celebrities i had the same experience did you i did yeah i had people approach me and was like oh my god it's nice to meet you i met clint last night for the first time people saying okay so people saying to you they've heard you on the podcast and yeah that's awesome recognize me from the group or that's so funny or something so well we appreciate everyone tuning into the weekend sports buzz we are not exclusively an mma show although we do of course cover it I'm fortunate to do the commentary. We have an entire second hour ahead of us. We appreciate everyone tuning in to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Be sure to stay tuned. We will be right back. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz live here on 96.1 FM and 1450 AM WXVW, the Big X. want to give a shout out to my health insurance practice, independent broker, Kentucky, Ohio, Indiana, and Florida. I can help anyone with any type of health insurance request. Give me a call, 502-386-0978. Also, Louisville Combat Academy, title sponsor of the Kelly Patrick Show. And the weekend sports bus, 7908, Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. Shared a, a post from the weekend sports buzz. My man Brandon Bishop made it. I said, he, he had asked, what topics should we cover? Nick Moppin and Amber Moppin both commented. Nick said it was an awesome night of local MMA. Nick had a huge win. Okay. And then Amber said, how hungover we probably all are. Everybody was partying last night, man. That event was awesome. Johnny, did you see any fights in the crowd? No. That's good. In all seriousness, no fights in the crowd. Kevin Hout commented, who I expect to hear from in this second hour. He said, should the Super Bowl be on a Saturday or should Monday after the Super Bowl be a national holiday? That's a good question. I think it's scheduled to start at 630 tonight. If it actually starts at 630... It's fine, but I mean, what time? Let's all check our watches when kickoff comes. 6.30, probably be over about 10, right? You start any later than that, daddy's going to be in bed, okay? Because mm-hmm. you got to be to work I early. sleepy. Yeah. Yeah, I got to be work early. So maybe call off. Um, yeah, you can call off work Monday. You know what's funny is when comparing us, so American football is pretty unique to the United States, right? Yep. Okay. So if we're comparing uh, it, it, or if we're talking about making it into a national holiday, it's almost like we're comparing that to other countries. All right. Now it's a, we're an entirely different animal. Our economy, everything about the United States is very different than everything. Okay. So a national holiday, once again, is unique to the nation, the United States. Okay. But if you compare us to another nation, people don't really work quite as much as us too. So you could make an argument that we should make Monday into a national holiday. 
I know it sounds silly to some, well, but but comparing how much we work, how many hours do. you we'll how many right. hours you work a week, Steve? Right, now, I used to work more. Right now, it's probably 40, 45. Only forty or forty five. Bum! Yeah. What a bum! No, so you at one point you were working how many a week? A lot. Sixty. Yeah, maybe more. Okay, sixty, sixty five, seventy. Okay, Kelly, we got to look at actually the national holidays that we have currently standing. And, okay. And then we're going to put this next to it and look how weird it is, okay? Uh, Martin Luther King, uh, right, day? Yep. Uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, Veterans Day. Uh, Independence Day. Memorial Day. Super Bowl. Arbor Day? You don't think it belongs? Um, it's the it's the most watched. I mean, I would like another in the world, pay right? day off, but um, yeah, a paid day. Yeah, let's see where you're going. <laughs> no, it's a very I, American I, I, idea. It's a very American. <laughs> I'm not saying I think it's a good option or that it's feasible. I mean, you could make an argument also, since we're playing the devil's advocate thing here, that football is heading the way of the dodo. You don't think so, Steve? No. You think it'll always exist? I hope so. Yeah. I think I football think... existing in the United States represents badasses. It represents, yeah, CTE exists. We don't care. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> Modern day gladiators. We don't care. We're Americans. And, America. Uh, it's the most watched, game, you know, Sunday night games are the most watched year in, year out. It hasn't dipped like the NBA has this year. Uh, the numbers are back that it's still the most watched program. So, I'm. I love it. I love that answer. So it's not going the way of the dodo. I, I'm going to say that it's uh, it's close to uh, a religion for some people, right? Still, uh, yeah. I mean, we're talking about people. They will paint their faces and so it just needs dress to, up as Andy Reid. Have their kids dress up as yeah. Andy Reid. I've seen it. The Super Bowl needs to start six thirty or earlier on Sunday, or it should be moved to Saturday. But, you know, that's kind of a tradition, too. It's always on a Sunday night, right? People should – the real solution is just leave it with no national holiday and watch the Super Bowl. Starts at 6.30. Just don't get smashed drunk. Yeah. It's person, personal options. See, the Personal is, decisions that lead into uh, uh, those type of things. Am I wrong? It's just, early enough in the year that you can still use a sick day or vacation day. Let's be real. Don't get smashed drunk, you know, lay off the hard drugs. And if it's like last year's uh, Super Bowl, it's going to be unwatchable anyway. So, <laughs> and we, we have a West Coast team in the 49ers. They'll be watching it at, at 3.30. We could eliminate time zones and start it earlier. Right? I, heard, I heard J-Lo's doing the halftime show. Yeah. I mean, half the people watch it just for the commercials anyway. Am I right? Look at all the, the females that, well, I better watch hey, it. Hey, I watch it for commercials, too. I think they're exciting. <laughs> Kelly, did you not like my idea of eliminating time zones? Maybe a bit too much for the Super Bowl? China did it. <laughs> Eliminate, it would help with the boxing and MMA fights, too. Yeah, yeah. for sure. But the, then you'd have certain places where it's getting. Yeah. But as long as we're the, as long as it's Eastern time. Yes. Then yeah, I'm cool with it. Us. I don't care about the others. It can be dark all day there. People have to start going to work at night. I don't care. As long as it doesn't impact me. And then when I travel, they should adjust it back. There you go. I'm cool with that. Good idea, no Steve. No jet lag. Yeah, you. that's fine. Um, Steve, it's been a little bit of time since you've been in. It has, yeah. Had a new kid. Taken, yeah, I do have a new child. Um, taking some time off. It's just 
you know, two's a real game changer. You and your brother both had a kid right about the same time. Same time. <laughs> I get so mixed up. I'm like, what the hell? I mean, you could tell me, oh, yeah, uh, Kyle had twins. And I'd be like, oh, oh, yeah, I knew that. i just roll with it. It's like you guys are just having kids all the time. You guys are two of my best friends, and what the hell's going on? How many more kids you guys plan well, on having? If you don't, Five, ten? If you don't know about our newborn children, maybe that's a you problem, and maybe that's a friendship, no. friendship issue. No, it's it's more uh, you guys just doing it all at once, and it, for the sake of my personal schedule and my organization, kind of selfish of you guys. We were. I, I've been taking Sundays <laughs> off just because he was a, a big hassle, you know, colicky and... But, it has gotten better. It's okay. gotten a lot better, but he recently had his um, tongue clipped on Friday. He had his tongue clipped, and the last two nights uh, haven't been too fun. You know, there's always the, what is it, the Westminster Dog Show. Yeah. and you, to, Chris? <laughs> you cracked me up. Man. Okay. And, and to make a dog look better, oftentimes they'll, what will they do? They'll clip the tail, depending on the breed. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> they clip the tail. Okay. And I understand aesthetically you want the dog to look good, right? You know, I'm not being critical. Certain breeds, yes. I'm not being critical. You you wanted your kid to look a little better, yet yeah, it's tongue Yeah, we took three-fourths of the tongue away just for looks. Okay. No, it's I, I thought it's, you were saying like bifurcated it's, like it's, like a snake. It's too attached. <laughs> yeah, you made it into a snake. It's too That's attached cool. so they uh, yeah. detach it. Your so it your kid identifies as a snake. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> You should totally crop the ears too, man. He'd look so awesome. Now, would, would there be anything that you all would do if you're, hey, maybe your kid's not growing? I would bob we, the tail uh, for sure. You know, they have those surgeries now where you could put like, uh, they put like plates in your legs. They can make you six inches taller. Mm. Legs, huh? But they say you lose a little bit of agility, though. Imagine that. <laughs> so he, he's looking at both sides. I don't know if I'd want to be that much taller if my arms were still the same length. True. <laughs> I mean, you'd look True. like a T-Rex. That would be yeah. super awkward, wouldn't it? You're 6'5". I go from being, being five nine and a half to being 6'9", but I have the same... <laughs> reach advantage. Reach. <laughs> you're just walking around like you're on you can't even You can't even buckle your pants... But if it's for one of my kids, if it's for one of my kids, sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, good. Congratulations on getting your your son's uh, tongue clipped. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Now, this is a we, little we, off topic, but I have um, a cousin that he his son isn't growing, and there, he has some kind of deficiency, and they were giving him growth hormone. Yeah, I went to school with a kid when I grew up who who was smaller, and they gave it to him. Yeah, did it work? Um. He's still not a real tall guy, but he was jacked, and I think he's still jacked. You think it's from that? I don't know. All I know is he definitely did human growth hormone, so yes. Legally? Legally, yes. Oh. Yep. Uh, I don't know, man. Stuff like that's interesting. We were talking about this earlier. Steroid testing prompted an off-air conversation earlier. Uh, who's going to argue that Sylvester Stallone is stupid for doing steroids when he's 73? Who's going to say that's stupid, huh? I'm sure he started well before he was 70. <laughs> He's probably been doing steroids for 20 years. I'm oh, sorry for fi- that. I'm sorry yeah. for 50 years. I bet yeah. since he was in his 20s. Okay. So <laughs> Did you ever see Rambo? 
Yeah. He was on steroids. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. That was in the, what, 70s? He's oh, still he just big. released a new one last year or the year before. I kind of like him. <laughs> you know what's funny is he, he funds some of these documentaries for boxing. I watched, I was present when Andy Ruiz Jr. knocked out Anthony Joshua at Madison Square Garden. Best sporting event I've ever been to. Thanks so much to my dad and, and stepmom Melanie for bringing me. Best thing ever. I watched a cool documentary about that night. Guess who paid for it? Guess who made it? Sylvester Stallone, okay? <laughs> and he was looked at and interviewed in the documentary like he was an expert. So it had Lennox Lewis, had Mike Tyson, like some of the great Larry Holmes, That's some of Rocky, the great man. Some of the greatest boxers ever and then also Sylvester Stallone like with his analysis. Like he's right up there with them. He played the best boxer of all time, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you can't take that away from him. him. <laughs> There's a statue of him in Philly. Isn't yep. he the only person to fight Apollo Creed? Really? I mean, you know, and Drago. So you got to you got to put him up there. He's in the Hall of Fame now. Yeah. <laughs> Very credible. And in all seriousness, <laughs> to a degree, his perspective is appreciated, right? He's a big boxing fan. Boxing the Rocky series is significant. My daughter, beautiful daughter, will be 12 in April. Um loves watching the Rocky movies with me. Yeah. Boxing has been impacted by the Rocky series, whether or not you want to admit it, it simply has. So uh and he wrote that Right, and, and I was going to say, and all jokes aside, when you're an actor who's playing that role for that long, you have to immerse yourself kind of in the culture to make sure that you're not making any mistakes in writing the story or that you know that you look like you know what you're doing when you're on camera. So um, I'm sure, I mean, the first Rocky was probably, what, late 70s, early 80s? Um, so he's probably immersed himself in the boxing world for a long time. He probably does have some valuable things to say. Oh, yeah, I'm with you 100%. Uh, it is funny, though. But yeah, how can funny. you say that uh, steroids is bad for you when he looks great at 70? He looks great. I bet he feels great. <laughs> I think he's got a lot of back problems just from, I'm not saying because of what he's taking, but um, his career. He looks like a punching bag now. He does. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying that I, I think it would be good for me. I'm very selfish. How dare you and say if it? I if I thought steroids would make my life better in the long run, I would do them, hundred percent. And that may change in the future. I don't know, but as of right now, I don't feel like they're best in my best interest for longevity. I'm fortunate I get to train with Momir Petkovic. I'll see him here in about an hour, uh, and we'll get to train. And he is like in his late sixties. Okay, Olympic gold medalist, 70, 1976 Olympic gold medalist. Wow. Um, and he is just the embodiment of. If you want to live long and, and enjoy a healthy life, you need to do this. You don't need to focus on a bunch of deadlifts and squats. You need to do some body weight exercises, and you need to feel good, and you need to make sure you're stretching, and you need to do this, and you need to do that. So uh, me, selfishly, I feel it's in my best interest to take that guy's advice. Yeah, I would agree with him. <laughs> I know sure. it doesn't sound too radical. It's just like stretch and don't get crazy with the weights. Don't kill your spine and just feel good and live a long, healthy, happy life. That's where I feel like it is. It really is. Uh, and once again, that's me being selfish. So I know we got off track a little bit there. I don't plan on doing steroids. If I do, I'll come on here and, and announce it. <laughs> you do them on the show? I'll do it on the show if I decide it's good for me. But, you know, guys like Joe Rogan do it. Do steroid, uh, uh, at least human, uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, testosterone, oh, okay. doctor prescribed testosterone, which okay. is legal, um, you know, and I can't knock him, um, but he he doesn't, he's not as healthy as Momir, 
who's in his late 60s. Mamir doesn't have back issues. Uh, Rogan does. Rogan can't roll jujitsu right now because of back issues. So I'm taking Momir's advice on that. All right, what else is going on in the world of sports? Steve had his, his son's tongue clipped. I think it's great. It makes him look better. Um, I'm happy we have Steve back after a little bit of a hiatus. We've had uh, a legend pass away since we've been. Oh, yeah, my goodness. We haven't touched on that. It actually happened during last week's episode, and we were unaware until after. The I got a text shortly after we went off the air. Did you know Kobe passed from Paul Hogan of Blue Jitsu mm-hmm. in Lexington? I was like, what? Yeah. yeah, the news was so – you really didn't even know at the time all the details, though. There were some crazy details came, that came out when it was happening, right? Rick Fox was on it. All of his daughters were on the helicopter. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how much you really could have said on air. With it just happening, you know? Yeah, we wouldn't even have... I wouldn't have read that on air. Someone texted me, said Kobe died. Right. I would not have read it on air. Right, yeah. Because... It's not confirmed yet. Yeah, you get crazy reports all the time saying people die. Is it uh, bad that I think, um, you know, the other people that passed away, they get no... uh, It is kind of sad, yeah. It is sad. Um, You could develop some arguments against that saying, yeah, people die all the time we don't know about, right? We kind of knew Kobe. I know that it's a superficial level, but we did. I mean, I know about his dad. I I, I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, Why is Kobe Bryant wear number eight? And I didn't do any research for this. I'm simply a sports junkie. Okay. Why can he speak Italian fluently or could? Okay. Because he grew up in Italy while his dad, Joe Jellybean Bryant, played in the Italian leagues. He was a real good player. Not quite NBA caliber, but he was a good player basketball player wow okay so kobe grew up in italy bilingual could speak italian fluent fluently his favorite player in the italian leagues at the time was mike d'antoni who's went on to have a very successful coaching career okay mike d'antoni wore number eight that's why kobe started out wearing number eight we kind of know kobe i know it's superficial and i'm if you make an argument saying why are you sad or any i'm i actually can agree with those type things because we didn't know no Kobe. But we kind of felt, you kind of, in our world, you kind of feel like you do. Well, have you not heard the story about his his high school jersey number was 33? Okay. Yeah, and you take those threes and you invert them and put them together and it makes eight. Oh, okay. okay. That's He's done an interview back in the past talking about that. Uh, and then, you know, one uh, third of 24 is eight as well. There's a lot of numerology he played with when it came to his jersey numbers. But to have two of those retired in the same rafters, uh, now they're talking about possibly retiring that number, uh, you know, league-wide. I, I think stuff like that's silly. It is. I think changing the logo to Kobe now, silly. One day LeBron's going to die. One day Michael Jordan's going to die. Right. What if we just were like, oh, you can't wear eight anymore. No one can wear eight in the NBA. No one can wear 24, and we're going to change the logo. Then what if next week Michael Jordan passes? Right. Like, oh, God, we got to revisit this, <laughs> right? Yeah. Or Shaq. Shaq, historically, guys who are seven foot one don't live that long. Right. Shaq's going to pass away at some point. What happens then? Yeah, it's... Or Tim Duncan. I would argue Tim Duncan's maybe better than Kobe. It, it, it's definitely overkill with some of the... Uh, I'm, and I'm not trying to take away anything that he accomplished, but... Uh, oh, he was an all-time great. I'd say he's a top 10 player in the history of the sport. Oh, absolutely. In no my doubt. opinion. Without a doubt. Uh, and that's significant. Yeah. That's a big deal. But, I mean, the you know... Right after LeBron breaks his all-time scoring record, this happens. It's, you know. 
that was interesting. And and you know what's funny is people are really grasping at the the record since Kobe passed. I've seen like ten different things. It's like uh, Buddy Heald scored twenty six points in the fourth quarter the other night, the day after Kobe passed. They were like the first player. This is the first player to score twenty six in the fourth quarter of a game since Kobe Bryant did so in two thousand six. It's, it's oh my annoying. golly! How much research did you have to do to determine to link that up? Now, and and they're they're unending. They just keep finding different little links, yeah. and they're legit. It's not like they're fake. Or a player scores twenty four, and then he says, uh, "This is for Kobe." Yeah, if you could have scored two more, you would have. And come on, give me a yeah. break. It, it's interesting to see somebody passing. I can't remember somebody passing of this stature. <sighs> In the world of my arsenal of sports and in my realm of sports, I can't remember a significant yeah. guy passing like this. Especially not in our era, right? Maybe before, maybe like for older generation, you know, but nothing like this. What You mean like as in helicopter crash? Um, Just shocking, young shocking. age, yep. that talented. Uh, Drazen Petrovic passed. He was a real good NBA player. Remember well, that? The big the one crash. Uh, Lynn Bias would have been big, right? Sure. But I that mean, was before our time. If that you're was talking before. athlete and shocking, I mean, we just watched the documentary that Aaron Hernandez, the way that Yeah, was that was crazy. Right. But he wasn't, and he was good, but I don't think he even made a, did he make a Pro Bowl? I no. think so, but we're, no, talking, so. we're talking top 10 player. Yeah, right? yeah. Aaron Hernandez is not one of the best players in the history of football. He was real good, don't get me wrong. And if he would have done what he was doing for ten, for eight or nine more years. What do you mean, shooting people? or <laughs> No, for just production-wise on the field. Oh, okay. Um, Got a list of guys that died in the NBA here. Let's hear it. I don't know if any of them are. <clears throat> I don't recognize any of the names. You guys might, of course. Um Lynn Bias, yep, age twenty-two, overdose, eighty-six. Uh, Bryce Jones, nope, it was a gunshot in twenty sixteen. Lorenzen Wright was an interesting one because he was murdered by the mother to his children, but he wasn't that great. Uh, Lorenzen Wright was memorable for uh, me. Steve McNair, Steve McNair was mur- oh god, Steve McNair, that was a bad one. I saw him play in person multiple times. Wow, um, wow. Yeah, I, I don't know. Will Chamberlain passed. Uh, that was substantial. Bill Russell's still around. Okay. Kareem Abdul Jabbar's yeah, still around. Bill Russell's very old, right? Yeah. Those guys are still around. Yep. Okay. So uh, I don't know, man. Pete Maravich relatively died early. I think he died at age 44 or 45. He was one of the greats. Pistol Pete. This one was different, though. It had, I mean, even, even people that weren't basketball fans that I work with, it seemed like everybody was talking about it. Walking around. You yeah, know. for some reason, when people shoot trash into a garbage can, they always go, Kobe, Kobe. Kobe. That's like a part of the culture. That's almost a, yeah. a, it almost transcends sports. People know who Kobe is. People know who Kobe is. It's almost like if Mike Tyson were to have died or, or Michael Jordan. I, I think Kobe is in a similar vein as those types of guys. And, and so it really separates. It's a crossover appeal. You're, Brandon Bishop, you're not a big basketball fan, but you're very familiar with who Kobe oh, yeah. is yeah, before this. Yeah, have been for years. Yes. Yeah, of course. And he had his legendary – you know what I thought was cool was he had his legendary beef with Shaq. They won three titles, and they couldn't get along. And then they, they split up. Shaq went to the heat. Okay? But the day that, that Kobe passed, he was texting with Shaq's son. I think his name's Sharif. 
and it showed that he was still in touch with him. And it, I don't think there's anything more flattering or more a testament to a relationship as if, if I'm Brandon, if I'm friends with you, but you know that I'm going out of my way to be real respectful and communicate with and help your kids. I don't think there's anything more than that. I teach kids jujitsu, so I see it. If I help some people's kids and they overcome some hurdles and then they're empowered, it's a different type of bond where I do something for their kids. And I, I think it's neat that Kobe did that. The day that he passed, he was texting with Shaq's son. So almost a reconciliation? I don't know if that's the correct word, but... Kobe and Shaq obviously were not on bad terms when he passed, which and they, is cool to me. They both played to get together on the Lakers. Lakers. Oh, my God. Is that right? The Lakers. <laughs> yes. Not, what, what do you not re- the Knicks mixed not, with the not, Lakers. Not the New York Knicks, right? The <laughs> L.A. Lakers. That was the worst thing in the history of the world. Did you hear the Max Kellerman one? Oh, my God. What is the world coming to? Max Kellerman had a real bad one. We, and the can't, fe- we can't play it on the air. <laughs> we can't play it on the air. His female, um, the lady, it sounded like he did it on purpose. The the lady he was doing the, the ESPN broadcast with goes, oh, my God. <laughs> a black lady. A black <laughs> lady. Said it. Yeah. He was like, these guys are good. And he used the other verbiage. And they were like, everybody just pauses. Woo, woo, woo. You know, it's like the, the record screeching. Like, what did you just say? Are these people like glitching out? I, I'm on the air all the time. I record podcasts and I, I did commentary last night for three hours for fights. And I do this show every Sunday morning for two hours. Would you ever mess up like that? I don't know. I certainly hope not, but I have never, I never have. If you do, just go ahead and run. <laughs> I guess you know what sucks is if you do a podcast and you slip up like that you can delete it especially yeah. if it's not live yeah. Yeah. but when you're live like if I did it on the weekend sports buzz there would be documentation somebody out there heard it live right oh yeah that woman though I, that was an accident I do not think I that believe that. it was an accident I do too yeah okay should she be held accountable for it yeah probably yeah should she be fired yeah yeah I, just because that's the life, that's the world we live in. You I'm do not you think s- she should be fired? I do. I don't Oof. think so, man. That's harsh. Well, you know, your job it's just, is That's a, just how it works. There's a, some yeah. rules in life that are not necessarily fair. Have you ever- That's how life is. I'm sorry. Have you ever- If I were to do that right now, my man Dugan Ryan would probably say, thanks, man. We don't need you anymore. That's just, I, I understand that. That's why I shouldn't do it. I should be careful and maybe somehow manage to avoid that. That's how life works. <laughs> it is, right? I mean, is it fair? Probably not, but I mean that's just how it is. Right. It's her job to not say those things. Yeah, that's one <laughs> one near the very top of what you should not do. But I think it's pretty obvious she blended two words. Together. I agree with I, you. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. And but... I don't think it was the exact word that everybody wanted to hear. It was more like knickerbockers, a, you yeah. know. Yeah. It, it was more like that. It was but, bad. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect to talk about this this morning. I'm telling you guys, check That's out what the, I'm here for. Check out the Max Kellerman one. I haven't seen that. Has he oh lost my his God. job? No. So what's up with that? But that was more of a, uh, I'll show you guys in the break. We'll check it out. But uh, <laughs> it was not good. Um, but, and it, this was recent? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I jokingly said, hey man, I got to be careful with what I say for this commentary for Hard Rock Tomorrow night, I said that to a couple yeah. buddies. Like everybody all across the country or the world who's on air is now like, "Well, I hope I don't do that." You can like, post what the hell? You is- can post the link in the group for our viewers on Facebook, though. Okay, 
So that way everybody gets to see it. That'd we, be great. We appreciate everyone tuning in to the Weekend Sports Buzz, brought to you by Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Bureau Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. We're going to head to a break. Be sure to stay tuned. Brandon, Chris, Steve, and I will be back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz live here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW, the Big X. We appreciate the support from Louisville Combat Academy, 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. Guys, this is the final segment of the show. Steve, you haven't been in in how long? A couple months? Maybe, yeah. Okay. Appreciate having you back. Really do. Um... What have we not talked about? We talked a little bit about the Kobe stuff. We talked about the way we as sports fans kind of identify as almost being like friends with athletes in some instances. And is that different than than an actual friend? Yeah. It's very different, okay? Very different. If one of you guys passed away, it would impact me in a different way than 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 a celebrity passing, 100%, okay? But for some reason, this Kobe story, and I think in part it's because he had his beautiful 13-year-old daughter with him. That made it so rough. That that was sad. I, I have a, yeah. a... And there was other daughter very also. young... There, there was, yeah, her teammates. and I mean, it's just a sad, very yeah. sad deal. I think the daughter thing really hit home for me. It is, uh, uh, he was a good father, okay? He was. He was He was with his daughter right then, flying to a game or from a game, okay? So he's very involved in his kids' lives. And in my eyes, I, I really can't... There's nothing that makes me respect a person more than just like, that guy's all about his kids. Not because of uh, social media and getting recognition for it, but because you actually get to know them and see that that's what they're all about. You know, I think that's an admirable trait. Not everybody has it. What are you smiling for, Brandon? For no reason. Just Sounds know. like you're smiling about something. It, looks <laughs> it like sounds like I'm smiling, yeah. It looks like you're smiling at something. No, I do think it's a, as admirable if somebody's <laughs> all about their kids. You're like, that guy's a good dad. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it makes someone transparent to me. If I'm like, this is his number one priority is to be a good dad, it's like, I understand what motivates that person. I mean... Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So it makes me like them. And, and, and I do feel that for Kobe. Kobe had the... 2003, uh, what was, or whatever year it was in Colorado. Not 2003, a long time no, I ago. I think now. it was. No, was four. it? Okay. You're talking about the... The, the rape allegations. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, regardless of what you think of that, that's different in my opinion, okay? He was a good dad. Was he a saint? Probably not. Was he always nice? Some of his quotes that people <laughs> have attributed to being like greatness and stuff like that, I think sound a little too hyper competitive for my liking. I'm like, man, just enjoy life. Okay, 
in my opinion, just try to enjoy your life. It's not like you have to. Everyone has to be evaluated by just how great you were at something. Kobe had possessed that, which Michael Jordan did too, and it's no coincidence. Super successful athletes are hyper competitive. Yeah. Uh, okay. So Kobe was he a saint? No, but he was a good dad, and honestly, that especially since his passing has resonated with me the most into where I was that he was a man that I respected because of that specifically because of him being a, a good dad not because of him being a champion yeah uh he used to get up at 3 a.m for his workouts they talked about oh yeah and he would do the uh famous uh what was it I think he coined it 666 workout or something like that Absolutely, you can huh. look it up. Yeah, uh, and a lot of other athletes have taken on that same workout. Yeah, two hours at a time for different workouts. But uh, that's probably why him and Shaq broke up. He was he was he had that Jordan gene where he was so competitive. You know, Jordan would fight teammates in practice. Probably the same thing, right? Punch Will Purdue. Yeah, Jordan did. Okay, the weekend sports buzz buzz line. The Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. We're going to head to the buzz line now. We have Tyler on the line with us. How are you this morning, Tyler? I'm doing good. A little late to the show today, guys. How are you all? Doing very well. We appreciate your call. Sorry about the Cats. Big loss. Well, Kelly, I'm not even disappointed. We lost to a good Auburn team on the road with a game that was a two-point game within the final two minutes. It's not like they blew us out. Kentucky played. Awful, terrible rebounding, and Higgins was non-existent. And that's what lost the game for the fans who think Kyle did. But sounds were atrocious. That needs to be uh, fixed. Um, I don't know what you think. I'm sure you all agree that referees need to start speaking, or at least the commission of referees need to start speaking. This is ridiculous that they're the only job or company in America that has no repercussions. It's worse than a weatherman. I just don't get it. Um, what do you think? Chris, that's a very good uh, comparison to the weatherman. Absolutely, uh, they can do whatever they want, and of course, there's some type of review behind the scenes. But we don't, we're not privy to what they actually do. And if you know, there's suspensions they they hide it under the rug. But it, it's definitely making for an ugly product, and something needs to be done about it. NBA players that watch the college game are appalled at the things that uh, get passed off as uh, good calls. Uh, it, it definitely is hard to watch, uh, and it's making games last uh, too long. You know, they're they're definitely putting themselves in the spotlight of these uh, games. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. I would agree, I would agree with that totally. And uh, I guess not quickly before I get off this about the football night. I just have one question for Kelly. Uh, this is down your path of things. Over under one or two poops for tonight. Go have a good day. Thank you very much, Tyler. Unfortunately, I think I'll take the under. I do not predict a boob slip in the Super Bowl tonight. Yeah, good question. Yeah, good question. Very relevant to the weekend sports was. Unfortunately, i got to say, I don't think there will be any wardrobe malfunctions a la Janet Jackson. <laughs> I wish I could say there would be. If, if there would be 100%, I know I would tune in. You know, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Your thought, the, the second big question, um, your thoughts on the coin toss. <laughs> who, who will win the coin toss? No, heads or tails. Tails. All right. We're definitely going to see uh, a singer on stage lip syncing like okay. we always do. I love how J-Lo. you're so serious about that. Tails. Tails. 100% tails. J-Lo. J-Lo. Shakira, too. Isn't Shakira going to be up there? Mm-hmm. 
Once again, the Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. We're going to head to the buzz line now. We have caller Katie is on the line with us. How are you this morning, Katie? I'm good. How are you? Doing very well. Thanks for calling in. It's been a while since we'd heard from you. What do you have for us this morning? Um, sorry, I didn't catch the last part. It's a little fuzzy. That's okay. What do you have for us this morning? Oh, so I want to go back to the Kobe thing, and I know this is probably an unpopular opinion. I think what happened to him was completely tragic, and, you know, losing his daughter was really, really sad. But I have a little bit of an issue with people calling him a hero, and I don't know how you all feel about that. I think the word idol is more fitting. Okay. But to call him a hero, I know he did a lot for L.A., and that's great, but there are a lot of basketball players that weren't given in that position um, do the same thing. But to me, a hero is knowingly going into something with the thought of, you know, you could be losing your life. And I just think that term is being used a lot very loosely in this situation. Okay, I'm with that. Uh, I, I don't disagree with that. I think calling him a hero, calling anyone a hero, I have to be careful. I do commentary for MMA. And naturally, sometimes I'm like, God, these guys are warriors. And I yeah. think I stop and think about it. It's vernacular, but it's like, hmm, we live in the greatest country in the history of the world. Okay. We have freedoms. We get to in- pursue silly hobbies. And my life is great. I probably shouldn't call these MMA fighters warriors or heroes, right? I should probably reserve yeah. those t- that type of terminology for maybe the guys who actually keep us free. Absolutely. Yes, exactly. You know, and then, like, people like Captain Sully who landed all those people on the Hudson and saved their lives. Sure. That's a hero to me. Sure. Katie, thank you very much for your call. We appreciate you, as always. Have a great rest of your weekend, Katie. You too. Bye-bye. Good stuff there, and I don't disagree. Police officers can be heroes. Paul Maskey is my hero. That was a great call because it is idol worship is what we're talking about. Right okay. I, I personally... Respect him as a father. That's what I emphasized earlier, and I, I stand by that 100%. If I got to know or felt like I got to know anyone, okay, who was a real good father and then they passed, even if I didn't know him personally, I think I'd f- share a similar thing. That'd be sad, especially to pass with your damn daughter like that. Mm. Um, so I do, it does not change my opinion on the Kobe situation, but if anyone has called him a hero, he did donate a bunch of money to like uh, a lot of organizations in L.A., like um, – disenfranchised families and i forget the exact make a wish he granted more make a wish kids dying of cancer he granted more of those than anyone okay so you know there's things like that you could draw an angle there to maybe heroic type stuff i don't know philanthropy philanthropic but i i i I do not disagree with katie we should reserve the words hero and even warrior i think sometimes um for are firefighters. What's the new word you're going to start using for MMA people? I don't know, man. Me doing the commentary, I I do a pretty good job of managing to not actually offend fighters too often, Brandon. Okay, but I'm always trying to not do that. And I'm trying not to say something that sounds silly. Like if there was a badass Navy SEAL listening, they'd be like, this guy's an idiot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I do not want to be disrespectful to either the fighters in the cage. Or 
to our armed forces or our firefighters or our police officers who get such a bad rap. I mean, there's Blue Jitsu is a real good organization based out of Lexington, promotes officers training Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which minimizes the use of weapons and things like that. So I think in some instances in our society, police officers are demonized. Whereas maybe they shouldn't be. Not maybe, where they shouldn't be. Are there bad police officers out there? Yes. I've seen some of those videos and they're horrible. Okay, don't get me wrong. That happens. Um, But I think regardless of your political affiliation, people can come together and support something like police officers training jujitsu for the sake of minimizing violence, minimizing the use of tasers or, or guns, things like that. So are all police officers saints? Certainly not. Certainly not. Are firefighters potentially more heroic than athletes? Yes, 100%. But military members, yes. Um, I don't disagree with Katie's call. I do respect Kobe as a father. I don't think he was on that, pl- that helicopter with his daughter to try to get some recognition for being a good father that day. Right? I don't think he was doing an Instagram post where he was like, look at me, I'm a great father. I don't think that's why he was with her that day. I think that's because that's what he wanted to do is he wanted to support his daughter. And, and him being a good father makes me respect him. Once again, the Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. Oh, boy. Here it comes. We have our man Marcus on the line with us. How are you this bum, morning, Marcus? Bum, bum. Well, I'm doing okay. I, I told Brandon I haven't been able to listen to as much of the show as I, as I usually do. I had some stuff I was doing with my daughter this morning, but uh, I really liked your soliloquy there on uh, – on the police and firefighters and Kobe Bryant. Only you, Kelly Patrick, could hang all of that together. Okay. Thank you. So it's, uh, and, and, and I agree with you, uh, not, not to, you know, beat a dead horse or anything, but you know, the vast majority uh, of police officers are uh, great guys that got into the, uh, the business of being a police officer because they want to help people. Right. And, and they chose, you know, fighting crime as their way of helping people. Uh, yeah, I, th- I do think some of the problems are uh, a lot of police training, they, they think they lead with the gun. You sure. know, you watch too much TV, every cop that turns around, oh, what do you do? Pull your gun. I don't know. I don't think you're supposed to pull your gun at all unless you feel your life is in imminent danger. Sure. And some guy reaching for his wallet going, don't shoot me, man. Don't shoot me, man. I don't think you're in danger of but, yeah. So, Kobe Bryant, what do you think? I think it's a very sad, obviously a very sad instance. I, Katie said she does, she takes issue with people referring to him as a hero. I haven't heard that as much, but if it does exist, you know, if it has, and I'm sure it has, through the Make-A-Wish and all that, maybe we should be hesitant to call him specifically a, a hero. He was a champion, and he was an all-time great basketball player. And, like I said earlier, Marcus, a good father, okay? So, it, very sad, very tragic. What are your thoughts? Well, I never liked him. I always thought he was, you know, kind of a punk, but uh, I'm certainly not, you know, happy to see anything happen to him. Uh, he obviously matured as he grew older. Uh, I, I really respect the fact that, you know, he pursued other things and really was deeply invested in his life after basketball. He wasn't one of those guys that just you know, sits around and, and wishes he could still play. Uh, obviously, his involvement with his family and everything like that. I mean, those are things that we would commend in anybody, so I don't have any problem with commending Kobe Bryant for it. Uh, I think some of these idiot lunatics walking around with signs calling him the GOAT 
you know, need to be under heavy medication day and night for the next 10 years. But, you know, was he one of the top 10 or 15 players of all time? Absolutely. Okay. You know, it is what happened to tragedy. Absolutely. And I, I'm really respectful of the fact that in the All-Star game, uh, they're going to wear the the logo that honors all nine people that died on it. I think that's a class move uh, by the NBA. And frankly, to be honest with you, I think that Kobe Bryant, that's something that he uh, would be in full support of if he were still with Okay. I, I, good take, really. I agree. I appreciate the honesty. Uh, Marcus, thank you very much for your call. Before we let you go, anything else you want to chime in on? Maybe a Super Bowl prediction. Hey, can you say asshat on the radio? I think you just yeah. did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I wanted to make sure you didn't have to dump me first. That was no, you're right. We, John we Calipari is a complete and utter asshat. Uh, he's, he's like the fourth best coach in the SEC, which is not a basketball conference. Uh, every time Bruce Pearl puts a team on the floor that is within 25% of the talent that John Calipari has, Bruce Pearl beats him. Right? Just like last night. Pearl's been in Auburn final. I love people who go, well, Bruce Pearl's record against Calipari overall isn't really that great. That's right. Yeah, because, you know, he's coaching Auburn with two scholarship players a few years ago. Yeah. Or when he first got to Tennessee. Yeah, had some problems with Calipari. Of course he did. He had three guys on scholarship, a bunch of white walk-on kids from Alabama trying to shoot threes all the time and couldn't compete. But Pearl owns Calipari's you-know-what and always will uh, choke on it, UK fans. You hitched your star to an ass hat, and this is what you get. Another year with a lame duck bunch of 17-year-old punk kids who will be here for a year and then go on to fail in the NBA. Uh, wave goodbye to your Final Four aspirations. You're not going this year either. Uh, you know, I don't know what you're going to do. Maybe, maybe you'll get lucky, and Calipari will stick around long enough when they lift the ban on young kids playing in the NBA and let him go straight from high school. And then you can see whether Calipari can coach. Wow. Okay. Well, Marcus, as always, we appreciate your call. Thank you very much. Have a great rest of your weekend, Marcus. That was the nicest I've ever heard Marcus. No, be. but he still took some jabs, <laughs> right? Certainly. He, yeah. he, I think he repeatedly called Cal an asshat. I thought he said he didn't watch Kentucky basketball. <laughs> but every time they lose, he's got he's got a long list of things he likes to talk Before about. Before we get to Marcus's call in entirety, I want to give a, 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 a shout-out to our man Maurice, who's very involved in the Weekend Sports Buzz group on Facebook, but also listens and, 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 and texts in a lot from Colorado, actually. He said Damian Lillard for MVP. Yeah, he's gone off lately. Just unbelievable. He says 48.8 points per game during the last six games. Yep. Wow. That's crazy. He said both the NBA and NCAA refs are terrible. Mm-hmm. He also said the coin toss, he's going to take tails. Never fails. And also the Chiefs are going to win 35-28. to 28. It's not a bad prediction. I'm with it. I, I, I think the Chiefs will win, and I will actually be cheering for them. Right. Although I think the Chiefs, calling them the Chiefs is racist. I think the Patriots still have a good chance of winning. <laughs> do you? How many times do you think they'll mention uh, Joe Montana playing for the 49ers and the Chiefs? Wow, is that one of the prop bets? <laughs> Should be. <laughs> Should be, yeah. Yeah, wow. They're definitely going to mention it, right? You think people went... 
It, definitely. I hadn't thought of that till just now. Um, do you think people in the crowd will be doing any type of Native American type movements? <laughs> Probably if there's a lot of Chiefs fans there, sure. They what do, do they, they, what do, they the do? Games, the games, the chop, yeah. They do the chop. The tomahawk. The tomahawk. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. yeah. Right? Yeah, it's crazy. I can't believe they're still allowed to do that. You know, I don't see that necessarily as like a, a racist thing. I see that more as like a contribution, like a, um, what's the word? I don't know. Uh, my, my grandfather on my father's side was like pure Irish through New York, descendant of just straight Irish people. And he didn't like the the guy who always, the, the I, little Irish, Irish guy who had his fists name. up. And, and also, so they were always saying that the Irish people like to fight and also that they're drunk. That's guys, pretty, yeah, I mean, that's pretty racist. But I mean, you okay. Know. Well, why why the accurate, why though. the Native Americans? Yeah. This is like a chopping motion, so they're all murderers and savages. Uh, you don't think there's some Native Americans who think that's offensive? Well, I mean, their their logo is at least like an arrowhead. It's not like an Indian. But what's person, an arrowhead maybe? used for? It's like to kill put somebody. on a yeah to hunting. kill somebody. It could be somehow. hunting. It could be hunting. Okay, I don't care. I'm but okay. See, the Native I'm just Americans. Saying I can see where maybe it'd be a little offensive to some. Native Shh. Americans don't have an Al Sharpton to stand up for them. You know, okay. I mean, that's, that's that's the only problem. Uh, they need a spokesman to you know get this to stop. But uh, <laughs> uh, what about the Redskins? Is that name offending? Yes, it's crazy. It is pretty bizarre, the Redskins. It's funny how that stuff is stuck around. Now, the Braves... Change that color to any other color and see how it flies. They changed yeah. the Indians' um, logo. It used to be Chief Wahoo. It's just a C now. Just a letter C. So some teams have made changes. You know, I'm not in the political correctness crowd. But, but you're rooting for the Chiefs. My guess is because they beat the Bengals. Twice in the Super Bowl. Not so just he wants twice. revenge. Yeah. So that's why you're rooting? I thought you can't root for the Chiefs because they beat the Bengals. Because the 49ers beat the Bengals oh, in the, the Super 40, Bowl I'm sorry, twice. I'm just, yeah, yeah the, 40, the, gotcha. the, the 49ers beat my Bengals in the Super Bowl twice. And I'll just admit I'm salty. I'm a salty Bengals fan. As much as I go up and down, they're 2-14 and 14 this year. I'm not picking a new team. I would like to. That's not an option within my DNA. I'm not going to be like, yeah, I used to be a Bengals fan, yeah. and then I switched. That's not how I operate. I, it's just not. I wish it, kind of wish it was. I'm not. I'm going to be a Bengals fan as long as they're in existence, and it sucks. Are okay? you excited and about I'm not happy about it. Joe Burrow? I guess, but no. All right, if I were the GM, I would not take Joe Burrow. Oof. I would not because that's just setting him up to fail. If I have to predict something in 2020, February 2nd, 2020, my prediction is Joe Burrow will not have a good NFL career because he's going to the Bengals, and they suck. <laughs> Any other questions? <laughs> Do you think Elizabeth Warren should represent the Chiefs? <laughs> I hope. Should be their sports Absolutely. People need to be tagging Elizabeth Warren in Super Bowl tweets today. <laughs> one one-thousandth or something Native American. She was one one-thousandth, okay? Yeah. She was. She Yeah. Okay. Is you still. can't take that. She is. Yeah. You can't take that from her. Her children are one like two thousand. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> do you think she was misinformed or do you think she was lying? I, I think a large percentage of white people in the United States walk around saying they're Native American. Yeah, they have some of it in them. I I, I used to date a girl who um, said that, and then I was like, oh yeah. But did she? I, get- I was kind of a dick, a, a jerk about it. I, I would say. 
Do you think, oh, you think you are? Let's do the DNA test through Ancestry.com. We did it. Guess what? Zero percent. Did she really do it? Yeah. Zero percent. Was there any African-American? No. (laughs) She didn't try to use that to get into Harvard, though. That's the difference. She didn't, and she didn't campaign on it. I think a lot of the people that say I have Native American in my DNA, I think a lot of times it it does come out to be African-American. Okay. And can you really trace it back? Because it's not like uh, Native Americans had like a, a robust family tree, mm-hmm. you know. So that ancestry dot com stuff is really neat, though. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It all really is. It's so wild. So you've done one yourself? I have. Okay. Yep, I was actually on there like um, today's Sunday. I was on there on Friday looking at it. Did they link some family members to you that you didn't know? Yeah, about? I'm linked to Nolan Ryan. Nolan Ryan's my third third cousin. Oh, we appreciate cool. everyone tuning in to the weekend sports buzz. Louisville Combat Academy, 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. For Steve Driver, Chris Embry, the man behind the glass, Brandon Bishop, I'm Kelly Patrick. Thank you, and be sure to join us next Sunday for more of the weekend sports buzz. 